You are listening to Boggy Talk, Faith Conversations in the Mud, a resource of Church on Bayshore. We typically want every matter of faith in life to have crystal clear answers, but it isn't always that easy. Recorded on the Boggy Bayou of Niceville, Florida, and hosted by James Ross and Justin Wyatt, pastors at Church on Bayshore, this podcast dives into how to help Christians think with a kingdom mentality about topics that sometimes get muddy and bog us down. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome to Boggy Talk. We're so glad that you have joined us today for part two of Holidays. Makes me think, Holidays, <laughs> it'll be okay. That's that's all oh, that. The whole holidays word. <laughs> that's right, holidays, because we are all feeling a little dazed at the end of 2020, and this time of year just uh, tends to make it a little bit worse. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about weariness of expectations. But before we do that, since it is Christmas time, I would like to know, James, what is your favorite Christmas song or songs? Because you may have more mm. than one. Like worshipful or like any, fun? Any, any. I mean... You're a pastor, so well, you my, have to be spiritual. Yeah, my favorite worshipful ones are uh, Oh Holy Night and Little Drummer Boy. Mm. One's like very scriptural and one's not really, but... the, but the message. Yeah, mm. all he has is the drum. Like, that's so cool. We just might be singing those really soon. Yeah, good. We better. We better, <laughs> speaking of expectations. <laughs> that's right. And then non-Christmassy, I don't know if I... I like non-worshipful, I don't know if I really have those because I keep Christ in Christmas. Oh, that's right. Um, Merry Christmas. I have like worst songs, like <laughs> the song we just sang, <laughs> Last Christmas. Yeah. Um, All I Want for Christmas is You. Yeah. That's oh, a man. terrible one. That's a great one. Mariah oh, Carey Christmas. No, 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 I cannot no. believe you. Yes. I think I, I love that. CD because it was a CD when it came out. I think more so not because of the music. I have like sentimental reasons. When I lived in Korea, we went to Saipan for Christmas, which is like near Guam with some friends. And every time we got in the car, that song was playing. And so it just became a thing. So now every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, man, I love this song. So do you remember when we went to India in March? (laughs) Yes. And we rode in like an eight-hour car ride? Eight-hour car ride. Literally, my legs were behind my neck in that car. (laughs) But tell tell our listeners what we listened to for eight hours there and eight hours back. Karaoke instrumental Christmas stuff. It was crazy. We were sweating in March in India, and there was Christmas music on. And that is the American industry right there. (laughs) But the worst Christmas song of all time, and I know I'm going to make some of you very sad, is Christmas Shoes. Oh, that man, that song gets you right here every time. (laughs) It's so cheesy. It's so sad. No, it's cheesy. It is. I mean, it's cheesy sad, but it'll make you cry. I I have distinct Mm, memories of seeing my dad cry when that song came on. I have no mercy because it's just awful. I'm with you on Oh Holy Night, though. That's just, you hear that, it's, except it has to be a good singer singing it. <laughs> for any bad oh! person. <laughs> You're like, oh no, I don't even think baby Jesus likes this version. <laughs> There's that one part, right? Fall on your knee. And it's like, you hear the person sing it flat. And you're oh, just it like, just kills. Oh, so yeah. one of my favorite non like, you know, Christmas, Christmas songs. I've had this special place in my heart for I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I don't know why. Mm. It's cheesy. It's campy. I guess that kind of describes me. <laughs> but uh, I also, fun fact, know that song in French because in high school French class, we had to learn Christmas carols, and I chose that one. Wow. So, interesting. Je veux un hippopotam pour Noël. 
that's I'll I'll leave the rest to your imagination. Wow! wow. Uh, unless you catch me at the right moment. So, uh, expectations. Let's talk about expectations because. I think all of us. Because people expect us to actually start talking about serious stuff. <laughs> Enough here. fluff. Get to the yeah. meat, boys. Yeah. We're here for the meat. That's right. Um, we This time of year, we all have expectations. I think we all want things to be picture perfect. We want things to go well. We want to have uh, the quintessential Christmas experience with our families uh, near and far. And let's just go ahead and say that's not ever a reality. Mm, mm. Uh, we never have experiences that live up to our expectations this time of year uh, for various reasons, sometimes of our own doing, sometimes because of circumstances. I think 2020, uh, this the end of this year, already we are experiencing Christmas a little differently. So let's talk about expectations and why uh, our expectations, uh, was, we'll say this several times, disappointment stems from expectations. Mm. Preach so, Often we're disappointed it's because mm-hmm. we've had expectations that mm-hmm. are not met. Mm-hmm. Expectations can be good, can be bad, but let's talk about that. Uh, expectations we have. So let's dive in. Yeah, expectations, I think. So, of course, we're thinking about these things in terms of Christmas um, and all the additional expectations that are usually put on us this time of year. Um, and that's so interesting because this is such a wonderful time yeah. of year. And yet we miss out on such a sweet season that we have with family where many people are thinking about the same things, where we slow down Mm -hmm. because of these expectations. And I think that is like an illustration for how this issue affects our whole life and that we really miss out on seasons of life. We miss out on great things because we have these expectations that aren't being met that we either ultimately we put upon ourselves or we right. put upon others. And, you know, I, I think that I'm just going to go ahead and get to the biggest problem. Cause I think there's a lot of stuff we could talk about here. And something I say often is that comparison is the enemy of contentment. And I really do think that that's where we ultimately um, go wrong is instead of just like living our life and being right. faithful in the moments and and trying to you know do our best like we start looking at other people and measuring ourselves mm-hmm. based on where they're at incomplete pictures of where they're at and we begin to allow that joy um to be stolen from us i think yeah i think remembering back to when i was a kid and thinking about christmas i love christmas and I, I, it was just fun, and I don't remember my parents seeming stressed out. Now, they probably were because kids are usually pretty clueless to that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I think as we get older and we have our kids now, that I think it is maybe worse now when we've mm. taken this what should be a simple time of year. I mean, you yeah. think like the, the birth of Christ, this simple celebration of, of our Savior coming and, you know, Jesus you know, himself born uh, in the manger, you know, and, and, and simple in simple and simplicity. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, and we've complicated it. And I think it's gotten worse mainly because we have so much access to other people now mm-hmm. uh, through social media and that comparison uh, that we are constantly looking at other people. And I think we've ultimately been sold an idea of what we should expect right. of, of having all these moments of yeah. Christmas, and we yeah. need to celebrate. And so let's talk about the social media effect and comparison and how that sets us up for expectations that, one, aren't realistic and really probably ultimately aren't good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think it's interesting. It's much bigger and deeper than we're even able to get into. But we referenced last week, we're being sold this image of our life. 
And I think social media, uh, it's interesting how in order to get where we want to be with people where, you know, on the same level as other people, the answer to most of those things is something we can buy, Hmm. spend money on to better ourselves, to look better, you know, all those things. But yeah, I mean, I I have a love hate relationship with social media. I love the access I have to people, the connection I have with people, the memes. I'll just be honest with you. Like that's (laughs) literally the best thing about social media. But I find myself like in seasons of, and, and really I've entered into an extended season of this where I just can't scroll because whether it's something in my heart mm-hmm. or something in other people or a combination of both, I find myself comparing my, you know, compare, I find myself comparing myself <laughs> and people's grammar is so much better than mine and I just get so upset. That's um, right. And I find myself like totally fine. Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden like, their life I is feel, so much better than mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have it so much easier than I do. Yeah, for real. You know, and so one is like, let's deal with our heart. And I think we can get there in just a minute. But I, I think like something that needs to be very clearly stated is what we see on social media is typically not the reality. Um, as a pastor, we typically get access into people's lives that's or more people's lives than other people do. And these are three true stories. So I remember meeting with a woman, not alone, uh, about how bad her marriage was. Like they were about to get divorced. And that week she posted this picture of her and her husband and like how good life is and how God got a, God had blessed them and, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. And people were like, you know, hashtag relationship goals and all that. And I'm like, and they're divorced now, actually. And I'm yeah, like, sad. oh, my goodness. Like, she's like. Yeah. Wanted pro- to project this yes. image. Yeah. Yes. Another time is I remember there was this, you know, couple in our church who, um, you know, we're having serious financial, these are previous church, serious financial problems. And like, you know, obviously we're not very generous people because of some of those issues and just, it was a mess. And they're like meeting with me for advice. And then like, they bought a new vehicle like the next week, I think. And like, you know, like, it was awesome. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. And everybody of course is like, oh man, oh, cool. I wish I could, you know, and it's like, that's not what You're they projecting should be doing. The image, yeah. yeah. And then I would also say that often people who do very little for the kingdom of God share that very little on Facebook yeah. and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Look what I did. Uh-huh. I did my thing. I did my spiritual thing. I did my Jesus thing. Yeah. And so, you know, look, I mean, that is what it is, but I'm just saying that to you. Like you probably see some of those things and you think, oh man. And it's like, that's not the story. Right. I heard Andy Stanley say, we compare our raw footage to other people's highlight reel. Yeah, right. And and I think that's (laughs) That's so true. It's like if you see a movie, you know, you see a two-hour movie, you don't realize there's hundreds of hours of footage that's cut because it was bad or the scene was bad, the acting was bad. And it's the same thing with social media. We're seeing someone's highlight reels, and oftentimes those highlights are Photoshopped. Yeah, And there's a cool app adding, you know. It's like as bad as this podcast is, there's more that you're not hearing, and Justin (laughs) is editing that. Every I'm week. Like, oh man. We so are. it's not actually as good as it even sounds. We're not as smart as we even sound. That's right. Yeah. Which, I'm actually reading all of this, <laughs> which is a low bar. But I, I think another thing too, and this is people don't intentionally do this. So I'm not like 
you know, if you're on social media, it's going to happen, is even if people aren't projecting, you're still not seeing the whole story. Like right. you're seeing just part of it. So it's like there's so much more to it, you know, than just like I'm not going to post. Chrissy and I just got in a fight. You know, like what <laughs> I'm arguing about this. She's so wrong. I know, but I, I mean, am he's gonna, so wrong. <laughs> I am going to post like a celebration of her, you know? So right. like if you're comparing yourself to my marriage, then you're just seeing like the good because I'm not going to say the bad, you know, right. like That's, you should, <laughs> right, yeah. right. But I should celebrate her if I'm on social media. So I think like back to your comment, that was a great comment that you stole from Andy Stanley, but That's like, right. you Thanks, know, Andy. like, I think that's, that's so important to, to be aware of. We are constantly looking at other people and the image they're projecting, and that's mm-hmm. just not reality. And when we talk about social media, then trying back to Christmas, we, people post, we did this with the kids. We did this with my parents. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that just sets us up for disappointment because, you know, you look and, we, and there's we're going to talk about this in, in a few weeks. But grief, you know, if we've, if we've suffered loss and yeah. we feel mm-hmm. that so poignantly at this time of year. Don't you like that word? Poignantly. Mm-hmm. We feel it. It's like poinsettias this time of year. That's right. <laughs> we just we feel it so much more. And so we're just breeding more and more disappointment in our mm-hmm. own hearts because we're looking at other people's experiences. And that doesn't mean we shouldn't share. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't walk around saying, oh, I don't want to share this to make someone yeah. else feel bad. But we do want to be careful that we're not curating right. this vision of our lives that just is not true. Yeah. Now that we don't need to take it to the opposite extreme either and just be like, I'm just such a hot mess. I'm just so broken. Because that's not, that's a, it's this false sense of self-awareness of brokenness. I'm just such a hot mess. But <laughs> if you notice, there's a filter on this Instagram picture right. that I did. My hair is done. My makeup hashtag is done. woke up this way. Yeah. Hashtag <laughs> you're a liar. That's it, right. So yeah. I, I, <laughs> so, so we're kind of talking about like the, I don't know if the innocent, is the right word, but we're talking about like the kind of like unconscious way we do this wrong, but we do want to take it a step further. And that, and, you know, people do use social media to project yeah, and self promotion, you know, I, and I got, this is several years ago, but, and I got blasted when I said this, but I, I posted on Facebook. I was like, it's ridiculous that people take pictures of their kids praying and say, I can't believe how cute is it? I'm like, literally your child is praying. You're (laughs) taking your camera out, taking a picture of them praying and posting on social media to say how cute it is that your kid's praying. I'm like, don't (laughs) like that's, so Jesus said, when we pray, we pray in secret, you know, and his point wasn't that you can't pray publicly. Um, those of you who won't pray publicly and his point wasn't like that you have to go in a closet. His point is like, you're not doing this to, to be seen. seen. Yeah. And I think it's okay for a parent. You know, you want, you want to capture that moment like for the future, but to share that. And sometimes you have to, you do have to question, is this just so that other people think I'm an awesome parent? Right. My kids, like we've got this spiritual thing yeah. going on our home. I'll tell you what, like <laughs> if I posted all the, like, the terrible parenting moments. We don't do that, you mm-hmm. know, or yeah. sometimes we do because we want affirmation. <laughs> yeah, like, right. yeah, yeah, we are all messed up. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. And, and you know, and beware of practicing your righteousness before men. And I think like we live in a day where we typically practice our righteousness before men. Like we do something good, like either innocently or uninnocently, we're going to share that or someone's going to share that. And, that's the culture we live in, and we have got to guard our hearts against 
that. Um, yeah, I think that's a, as a tension we live in because we do want to celebrate the great things. And I think as a, we can relate to this, let's just talk about it on a church level. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Like we want to celebrate the good, like that we should celebrate that the church mm-hmm. is giving or doing this. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of churches that oversell some of that. Oh, yeah. To like look like, hey, we are this amazing oh, yeah. place and people and we've got this great product and we want to yeah. just push it out there. And I think there's a fine line with like we want to celebrate things to give Glory to God, not yeah. to be like, we're amazing. I mean, and that's really where it comes to the heart, you know, so like a new thing, and I'm saying this, not Justin, because, you know, I want him to put it on there, but he's going to be like, am I really putting this on our podcast? But <laughs> like the new, bum. like, the new, like, tr- <laughs> so churches to grow, people want to be a part of something that is good. Mm-hmm. And so churches are very concerned. And, and you've seen, you know, we, we struggle with this. Certainly there are churches in our area that <laughs> really focus on this. I'm projecting this image of we are doing good. And, you know, I'll, I'll give one example. is like the new kind of thing is that we paid off $3 million of medical debt, right? When you actually paid like 7000 and you settled all that medical debt, which I'm not saying is it's bad. It's a good thing, yeah. But some of the churches are just doing that to look good. Right. You know, and am I... <laughs> I literally saw that in a in a Facebook group that I'm in. We were church communications, yeah. and it was like, hey, this church was celebrating. They did this, and they were like, you guys should do this too. They were encouraging other churches to do it because it's good PR. Yeah, PR. I was like, yeah, not good for the kingdom, but it's good PR. I was like, that is terrible. Yeah, and you know, there are churches, like, they just spend so much money on marketing, and I'm like, you know, I mean, I get it. <laughs> you know, so our church, like, admittedly struggled with the cool factor, you know, like, and and still does a little bit. I mean, they hired me. I'm younger, but I'm not cool. cool. I'm not cool. But like, we're trying to, hey, let's communicate. Let's, I hate to use the word rebranding, but just make things palatable for today, you know, because basically like we were communicating something. It was just designed for 30 years ago, you Mm -hmm. know, and so kind (laughs) of freshening something up. But at the same time, like, our goal isn't to project this image that we are this church that if you come here, we do good. And so you can feel good because ultimately, like, even if you're a part of a church that is doing those things good, like if you're not doing any of that, you're not giving, you're not personally investing, like you're, we're just making you, we're facilitating you feeling good about your life when you haven't dealt with where you stand before God. That's a whole roundabout way of saying, I think churches are doing this and people are following suit, you know? Absolutely. So we're talking about really projecting an image, which leads to expectations. Right. And so, and those lead to disappointment. And so we can do that individually. We need to be aware of how we're doing that. Maybe we need to be aware of our own motives, but also not that we're trying to judge other people's motives and everything or every church's motive or every organization's motives and what they're sharing, but we do need to be discerning about how we receive that, about what's going on behind the scenes, and really ultimately to say we want everything we share to to be edifying, to be uh, encouraging, to be challenging, to be celebratory, but we have to check our hearts. Yeah, and I I think, you know, if you think I'm saying like black and white, this is how it is, I'm not. I'm just addressing these realities And you, if you don't, so as pastors, you know, if you don't acknowledge that that's the reality you live in as a church and you're competing with that, or you feel like you're competing with that, then you're not acknowledging reality. And as an individual, if you're not addressing like, this is the world we live in now, and you're going to have to manage your life through that, Mm -hmm. then you're not addressing reality. You know, I mean, that's just true. So, um, well, anyway. let's, we've talked about like our own expectations and how we can be disappointed, but a huge aspect of the weariness of this season, I think, is 
the expectations we feel that other people have for us. Mom. That's, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> no, but expectations, not just that we feel other people have, but really sometimes expectations other people do have yeah, for us. Yeah. And we uh, that causes tension yeah. uh, in family. Yeah. It causes tension in friendships, in community, in churches. It causes friendship. I mean, it causes tension at work uh, because there's just added expectation. When we take all the expectation of a perfect Christmas, and now put that on, uh, you know, we want to capture that for the perfect Christmas card as a family so I can show the world that I had this perfect picture of a family, perfect job, a perfect this. It leads to even more disappointment. So let's talk to, uh, let's talk about expectations that people have for us. And the first thing I would say to this is we have to recognize that we are not in control of what other people expect of us. We are only in control of how we respond. And I think we've got to really nail that in our own hearts because people do have expectations of us. You should have expectations of people. You you should have certain expectations of of coworkers, of your boss, of family. However, we we should have realistic expectations. Um, But we need to recognize that people have expectations. Some of them may be real good, uh, real good. They may be real, comma, good expectations. And some of them may be unhealthy. Mm. And it's not our job to make everyone uh, happy Mm. during this season. Mm. We need to take that pressure off ourselves. But we are responsible Mm -hmm. uh, to other people. We want to be Christ-like. We want to Mm. um, be loving. But we are 100% responsible for how we respond. Yeah, back to your the statement you said at the beginning, disappointment stems from expectation, which is a Jason Dukes quote. Um, <laughs> you didn't come why, up with that? I just set the bar real low. <laughs> that's right. Like going into marriage, I was like, Christy, don't expect to have much money. Don't expect <laughs> to be very happy, like other things. Like, you know, and, and so that's helped. That's just, she's just like every, every good thing that, wow, I never expected yeah, this. I know, right? And then when people like, you know, when I don't do well, I'm just like, what did you expect? No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> I told you not terrible. to expect this. I, I, I think the best thing for me to do is just, you know, explain how God has grown me in this. So I am a people pleaser. Um, and I really, some people are not going to believe that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I do care about image. And honestly, like when I say something stupid to someone or somebody doesn't like me, I lose sleep over and I've got, I've grown in that. Like, so there are people probably, I don't know if they're listening to this because they don't care because they don't like, they don't like like, you anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But like, truly like I've lost sleep, you know, over, worrying about, like, I just want to be at peace with you. Now, part of that's Christ-like, and part of that is not. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. I just want you to like me. Um, why can't you like me? No, I'm just kidding, but sort of at not at the same time. But I think that, you know, I just realized that, so as a pastor, like, people have expectations of me, and I just cannot meet them. Mm-hmm. And people are going to be disappointed with me. Because I don't go to something, because I don't do something, because we cut something. And so I really just have to always personally be a kind person and do everything I can for there to be peace and always be willing to forgive and always willing to apologize for any way that I may have disappointed someone. Like, truly, like, I – there's always some – I'm sorry if I didn't. Like, I mean that sincerely, but at the same time, like, recognizing, like, at the end of the day, I have to go to sleep, you know, mm-hmm. saying, did I give, did I do everything I could for God? And Lewis Miller once said to me, when I asked him about a situation, I said, you know, do you think like I did, I messed up in that? And he said, James, 
I think you did the best you knew with what you knew and what you had at that time. And you can't regret anything in that. I think he was saying, no, I didn't do the best job. (laughs) But like, why am I going to dwell on that? You know? Yeah. And I think what you just said is great. If we had that perspective towards other people, that humility of, Hey, they're doing the best they can. This and that really is a gracious and generous spirit towards yeah. people. Uh, they're doing the best they can with where they are, with what's going on, and so I can be humble. And I, if we could all have that same attitude, mm-hmm. imagine how peaceful your family gatherings would be if everyone had that attitude I towards know. each other. Like, hey, everyone's here doing the best they can with what they've got, with what they right. know, and let's just celebrate the goodness of God in that. Let's let's not have expectations. Yeah. Let's let's not expect this like and really lean into just we can just in that 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 breeds freedom yeah. uh, and to enjoy a relationship. I think practically too it's helpful to recognize your own expectations, maybe recognize other people's expectations. And on a practical level, maybe your family's never done this and maybe you have felt the pressure of there's all this expectation on me to do this, to do this. I've got to be here. I've got to do that. If I won't be there, it's just say, hey, here's what I would, here's what my idea of a, of a nice celebration of a family Christmas together. I mean, yeah. use family as an example because I think it's probably the easiest one to think about in these terms. Then ask other family members, ask your siblings, ask your parents, hey, what do you expect this Christmas? Because we all want to be together. We mm-hmm. ultimately all want the same thing. We mm-hmm. all want to have a time together. That's fun, (laughs) bottom line. But what do you expect? What does that look like to you? Mm -hmm. And be really clear, because I think a lot of people pleasers, and I'm like this myself, I want everybody else to be happy, and so I'll make sure everybody else is happy, and then whatever we've done is done, and I'm like, ugh, that was terrible. And I was like, we had a great time. I was like, well, I didn't, because I was just trying, you know. And that's my fault, because Mm -hmm. I didn't express how I wanted things to go or expectations. So Mm -hmm. if you are naturally a people pleaser, Think through, these are my expectations, and then have that conversation. You can't hold other people accountable Mm -hmm. for disappointing you if you never expressed, hey, Mm. this is what I would like. Mm. If you don't give them that opportunity, because if they love you and they care about it, they probably want you to have a great time too. So also on the flip side of that, if you're naturally someone who dominates the conversation who dominates, like, this is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to be. You need to be self-aware and maybe not say everything you think and and consider other people. And this goes back mm-hmm. to having that generous spirit, the spirit of generosity and grace towards each other. But so not holding people accountable for things that you never said uh, mm-hmm. because you're holding them hostage mm-hmm. to and bitter. And that grows bitterness mm-hmm. in us and you know, Scripture says, don't let any root of bitterness grow in you. Mm. Then also recognizing, hey, I may need to step back, humble myself, and uh, and realize, like, Jesus is born, and we're going to celebrate that, and we're going to be together. So if that happens, great. Yeah. I mean, that's, Christmas is all about the fact that, like— Simplify. This God came into this messy situation, mm. and it was glorious. Like, you know what I mean? Like— so like, so say Christmas is crazy and chaotic and messy, like God gets glory. You know, I think that's just a great reminder of that. I think maturity is caring more about the things that matter and less about the things that don't. And so, you know, really like putting, don't put, you know, certain things on the same level of, 
uh, the things that matter. Like we are going to celebrate Christmas. We are going to do those things. Um, and you know, the only thing we owe each other is love, you know, but we do owe each other love. And I think that's important. You know, Christy, my wife always says that, you know, respect should be given to everyone because Jesus showed people their value on the cross, but trust, you know, has to be earned. And so I think, you know, I think it's different to, to, you know, we need to always be respectful to other people, but at the same time, there are certain people in our lives who may have violated that trust. And, you know, maybe we're not going to do Christmas morning with them. Like I get it, you know, and and it's okay to have boundaries. It really is. is. I think a lot of times we feel like we, we just have to give in to something. It's okay to have boundaries. Uh, That's okay. Yeah. We don't have to give in to every demand of someone, especially if they're being, you know, unrealistic or, yeah. And then don't, you know, you might have someone in your life who is, you know, an antagonist who is never happy. And I would just say, don't carry, let that carry over into every other relationship. You know, obviously that you have to have your guard up in that relationship. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah. And that's probably in most of our families, you know, we all have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and some of you especially, but don't view everyone the same way, you know, and I think in church, you know, a lot of times pastors end up treating everyone in a certain way because of those anomalies and base making policies, you know, for the church or organization based on those anomalies. And you can't do that. And you can't do that in your personal life either, you know, where you say, hey, this is who I'm going to be because how this one person has treated me. Um, and that just robs you and other people of so much, you know, that you have to offer. Um, and I would just add to that. And I, you know, I know we're probably running out of time, but um, be humble and don't be walked on, like be firm, but not gentle. Like I, those, be these firm, are just, but gentle, not gentle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. <laughs> these are all tension. Don't be gentle. These are all tensions to manage. Right. You know, back, back to the first of social media, you know, and, and celebrating, but not being projecting and, 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 and being connected, but not comparing yourself and, mm-hmm. and guarding yourself against a difficult person, but not being mean to them. And, and valuing other people's expectations, but also not giving in. And, you know, like these are just tensions to manage. And I would tell you that stay, if it's not tense for you in some way, you know, like if there's not a tension there, that's a better word, then you've probably went too far where you just don't care what people think or you've withdrawn. And in the areas of life where there is tension, that's where Christ shines through us. Right. Like, seriously, like, I, sorry, I'm talking a lot more than I thought, but like, if you really have difficult people in your life and you're going to be around them at Christmas, why don't you say, God, help me? Yeah. Help show me. Show, yeah. th- shine through me. What a gift. Absolutely. I think one last area of expectation, and we'll wrap up with this, is just that we just might find ourselves in a season of life or stage of life we didn't ask for or thought we'd be in mm. at this season. And, mm. you know, whether that's through loss of a, a spouse or loved one or child or a stage of life or maybe a, a child that's having a hard time or rebelling or, or you know, you thought by now you'd be married or, you know, I think this is a great opportunity for us as, as Christians to say, you know what, I want to invite people in to my life right now mm. and and share, this ex- share the experience together. I was reading... Um, something yesterday, it was a single person saying, I was, one of my friends said, um, 
hey, we're decorating the tree. And I said, okay, well, you're busy. I won't come over. And they said, no, come decorate Mm. with us. And she said, they'll never know how much that Mm. meant to me to be included Mm -hmm. in their family for something that's so special. And I remember that made me think back to Mm -hmm. college when I was away from family during Christmas time and a family at church Mm -hmm. just invited me in uh, to be part of their family. And we decorated the tree together. And uh, it was just like, it it felt so special Mm -hmm. to be invited into that that intimate intimacy mm-hmm. with that family. Mm-hmm. And so if you've got someone in your life who's, you know, just include, this is a great time mm-hmm. to include other people uh, in your lives, uh, whether it's a, someone who's single or someone who, who's a widow or just a, a family here in the community. Uh, we have a lot of people who don't live near family. So let's mm-hmm. be family. Let's, mm-hmm. let's go look at Christmas mm-hmm. lights together. Let's, some of these expectations that we have that we would love, I wish I could do this with, you know, let's do that with each mm-hmm. other and and make it happen because that's just, that's what we should be doing as the body of Christ is including yeah. people, people belonging. I was thinking particularly this year, you know, if you're, you know, a family and there's a lot going on and there's so many people because of COVID, you know, who aren't, they're staying at home, you know, FaceTime them, mm-hmm. call them, like, maybe even make some new patterns, you know, that we're going to, where we're going to do that this year, because uh, this is a strange year for all of us. I think. That's right. If you don't know who to call, call me because the Wyatts are always up for a hangout. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Always. Well, thank you so much for uh, listening this week to Boggy Talk Holidays. Join us next week as we'll be talking about some of the weariness that comes from grief. Uh, it'll be a heavy time, but also I think a very life-giving and refreshing time as uh, we share uh, just about really how people feel so much heightened awareness of, of grief, not just heightened awareness, but heightened grief during this holiday mm-hmm. season. Uh, we want to also encourage you to subscribe. Uh, if you're uh, on YouTube, you can subscribe by clicking the button or iTunes or Spotify. Subscribe. That way you get notifications when a new video posts or a new audio podcast posts. That was hard to say. Audio podcast posts. But that's it. Thanks for joining us. I didn't us. think that was hard to say. Oh, just you, for you. you didn't say it. That's yeah. why. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us and we'll tune in next time. We'll tune in next time. You'll tune in next time because you subscribed. (laughs) 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 Thanks for listening to Boggy Talk. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a beat.